Tonight, I want you to turn with me to the fifth chapter of Mark. Tonight, I'm not going to talk about a parable. I'm just going to tell you a story that actually happened in the life of Jesus. A big crowd was following him everywhere he went. And he was preaching to them, healing some of them, loving them all. And he was very tired. So the disciples decided to get in a boat and take him to the other side of the lake, which was quite a long way. And he got in the boat with them, and he went to sleep. He was so tired. And in a little while, a storm came up. I don't know what kind of storm. In that part of the world, in the Sea of Galilee, they have those quick storms that suddenly lash into the sea. And the sea became very rough and very tempestuous. And Jesus slept right on while the disciples were crying out. They were afraid. They said, we're going to drown. We're going to die. And they said, Master, wake up, wake up. We're in trouble and we need your help. And they were bailing water out of the boat as fast as they could. And the boat was still going down with the water. And Jesus stood up. And he said, all of you have such little faith. You ought to know that as long as I'm with you, you don't have to worry. And he looked out toward the storm and he said, peace be still. And in that moment, the wind died down. The sea became calm. And they went on their way to the other side. And they landed there. But when they landed on the other side, they ran into another kind of a storm. This was a human storm. There was a man. He was naked. He was bleeding. He was screaming. He was yelling. He'd cut himself. He had chains on his hands and chains on his legs that had been broken. And he cried out to Jesus, What do you have to do with me, you son of God? And Jesus was very calm and very quiet. And then Jesus said to him, what is your name? And there were voices inside the man that said, we are legion. It was the demons that were in him speaking. And they were speaking to Jesus. And today, we have demons. Demons in our world. We saw it at Columbine High School not too long ago. Now the Bible says that he was possessed with an unclean spirit or a demon. And he lived among the dead. He lived in a cemetery. The Bible says the devil is a thief and a robber who has come to kill and destroy. 
And there's a great war going on in our world today, an unseen war between spiritual forces. And you read the seventh chapter of Romans and you see the great warfare between the good and the evil in all of us. This man was a Gadarene. He had yielded himself to the influence of the devil and he lost everything worthwhile in his life. And how many of you tonight here are living and yet are spiritually dead? Physically you're alive, but deep down inside something is missing. You're not sure how you stand before God. Your conscience torments you. It acts as salt on a wound. It acts like a whip on your rebellious back. And you wonder how you can have relief because you know that you're not living the kind of life that you ought to live and you may be a member of the church. You might have been baptized, you might have been confirmed in the church, but deep down inside something's missing. And you'll have to answer his questions. What did you do with your life? You remember that night in Indianapolis when you went to the crusade or maybe somebody took you? and you heard the gospel proclaimed in song and word. You remember that night? And all of a sudden you remember when they ask you to receive Christ into your heart and to make sure that your sins are forgiven and that if you died you're going to heaven. What did you do? They ask you to come forward and have a prayer. It would have only taken a few moments to make that commitment, but you didn't do it. You stayed behind because you began to think about other things. Things that you would have to give up some of the pleasures that you shouldn't be enjoying. Some of the anger, some of the prejudice that you have against people with a different color skin. Things like that you would have to turn loose and you just can't do it. You'd have to go home and love your wife or your husband or your children or your children would have to love you. And you don't have that power to do that. You've tried and you've failed. But someday there's a judgment coming. God has appointed a day in which he will judge the world by that man Jesus Christ. Someday you're going to bow to him and you're going to confess him, but it'll be too late. Now is the time. Now is the accepted time, the Bible says. But Jesus looks at this man. Jesus is unafraid. He's tender. He's loving. He asks, what is your name? My name is Legion, for we're many. He knew that the demons had occupied this man. And we have demons too, the demons of pride, sex perversion, lying, anger, drugs, alcohol, the internet that 
occupies so much of your time, television. Nothing wrong with television, but to spend so much time. The average home has the television on seven hours a day, we're told. You live in another world. You don't have time to sit around and talk with your family. You don't have time to pray with your family. You don't have time to read the Bible with your family. Mary Magdalene had seven devils, the Bible says. But here we find this man said, Legion. We don't know how many that was, but it was a lot. C.S. Lewis, the great writer and philosopher and theologian and English professor at Cambridge and Oxford too, he wrote once, there are two equal and opposite areas into which our race can fall about devils. One is to disbelieve in their existence altogether, just don't believe that they exist. He said the second thing is to feel an excessive and unhealthy interest in them. In other words, you get too occupied thinking about the devils. And people do. They become obsessed with thinking about demons and devils. And so they go to the psychiatrist and they go to other places and some people have to go to the hospitals because that's all they can think about is these demons. Our eyes should be upon Christ, not on the devil. The devil. The devil is not going to win. Christ is going to win. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And he's going to win in your life too, I believe, if you put your trust in him. This man was filled with evil spirits. He was dominated by them. Some of you may feel like it yourself tonight. You yield to temptation and it becomes easier to yield the next time. You become a slave to lust and passion and your own evil nature. What about you? Are you like that? Now, God does not tempt anybody. The devil does the tempting. Jesus said to this man, to the demons, come out of the man. And at once, there was a change. His muscles relaxed. The stones fell from his hands. The wild look leaves his face. Three things this man had. He had rest. Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. There are some of you tonight that are almost frantic because of the pressure of life and the problems that you face. Jesus promises rest and quietness in your soul. Another thing, this man was sitting. And then the Bible says he was clothed. He was naked until then. Adam and Eve were naked. 
and didn't realize it till they'd sinned. And we're told to be clothed in the righteousness of Christ. We need a spiritual clothes. We need to come to the cross and let him clothe us in his righteousness so that when God looks at us, he doesn't see us. He sees the robe that Christ puts over us that he bought on the cross by his blood. And then this man had his reason returned to him. He didn't need a psychiatrist. He didn't need anything else. He was now in his right mind. You see, sin destroys the mind. Many people have moral insanity. Christ can cure, cleanse, and change and give you a right mind and a right heart. And you can be ready to go to heaven. But you see, we still have a few days to live, maybe a few months, a few years. We don't know. None of us here tonight knows the exact moment that we're to go into eternity. But you can be sure of one thing, you're going to go into eternity, with or without Christ. If you go with him, you'll be clothed in his righteousness. And when you come to the judgment, God will not see you or your sins. He'll see only the clothes that Christ gives you from the cross tonight. Are you clothed in his righteousness? Oh, you say, Billy, of course, I'm a member of the church and I've been baptized. I was confirmed perhaps in my church. But deep down inside, you're not sure. Tonight would be the night to make sure. Jesus is passing by. He came that one time to that one place. The people had a chance, but they refused it. What do you have to do to receive that clothed, cloak of righteousness? First, you must be willing to repent of your sins. You say, but Billy, I, I think I've already repented. Maybe, and maybe not. Because you see, you don't really know what repentance is. Repentance means that you say to God, I have sinned. I'm sorry for it. I'm willing to change my way of living if you help me. And God will have to help you even in the repenting. Then the second thing, you must come by faith. So simple. When I stepped on this platform last night, it was the first time I'd ever been on the platform. I did it by faith. I did it by faith in the people who had built it. That it was not going to fall through. You have to make a choice tonight. You have that privilege of making a choice whether you live or die spiritually, whether you go to heaven or whether you go to hell. You come to Christ tonight. 